th- this is the conversation I have been since I joined Sport Calgary and I saw <laughs> this club. This is the organization that I have wanted to talk about since day one, and here we are. Uh, very pleased, Lorne Yee from the Calgary Quidditch Club can join me. All right, Quidditch. That's correct. Yeah. This is Harry Potter, mm-hmm. right out of the books. Quidditch. Quidditch. How did this come about? So a little bit of history for Quidditch. Back in, oh my gosh, it's been 2010, I think, Okay. Quidditch started down yep. in the States. Um, so as an alternative, some folks got bored of playing bocce ball is the story, and they decided why not try and play Quidditch. Sure. <laughs> so they took what they knew from the books um, and adapted it for real life, and here we are in 2018. So it's... You know, a couple years later, um, and here we are playing this sport. Um, World Cup's coming up, and we have a a growing program here in Calgary, so it's just taken off from there. It's fascinating to me. Um, As someone who is familiar but not a necessarily, I wouldn't call myself a fan of the books, I understand this to be rather important in the canon. That, that, that in terms of that, it was very important and was something that people glommed onto. And I believe when it first showed up in the movies, everybody's like, it's there. This is what it looks like. Yes. Um, yeah. Wh- where did it come onto the radar for you? Um, for Quidditch specifically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to bring Quidditch to Calgary. Um, I had gone down to a Harry Potter convention down in the States. Okay. Um, and I kind of had heard about it through there and I thought, this might be an interesting thing to bring into our city. Um, as far as I knew, it didn't exist uh, at the time. So I did some research and found a remaining group of people that had tried to do Quidditch. Okay. And there was one member left, so I kind of joined up with her. And we tried to get something going, got a couple more people involved, and then met a couple more people along the way and actually were able to start something over at the U of C. So, okay. yeah, the U of C Mudbloods um, have been around since 2012. Okay. So, um, yeah, I helped uh, start that one there. And then now there's currently four teams in the city plus our youth team as well. Wow. So, yeah. Um, okay. We're, we're far enough in. We should probably establish <laughs> what... Let's talk about the Quidditch you play. What Expl- is Quidditch? Explain. <laughs> well, explain this. This because there's two different versions. To the best of my knowledge, you do yeah. not have flying brooms. Um, that's the major thing that's that people get held thing. up okay. on. Yeah, for sure. But we we don't fly, unfortunately. Yet, <laughs> yet. yet is the key word. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about the sport. For sure. So if people do know it from the books or the movies, it has a lot of similarities um so we still have our chasers our keepers our beaters and our seeker um again the main difference is we don't fly um but we still do use the broomstick um you have to have that in between your legs at all times okay. as you're playing the sport okay um so the chasers we use a deflated volleyball for our quaffle that's the ball you use to score through one of the three hoops on the opponent's side okay. can score through the front or the back any of the three hoops they're all different sizes that gives you 10 points for your team um, while you're doing that, the beaters are playing with three deflated dodgeballs. So this, again, is a little bit of a discrepancy from the books and the movies. You're used to seeing the beaters with bewitched iron balls and hitting them with bats. So we take out the bats and the bewitched 
balls <laughs> and we just use dodgeballs and there's three of them instead of two that are in the books and the movies um, if you ever get hit with a dodgeball from an opposing team you have to drop whatever ball you're holding dismount your broom run back and touch your own set of hoops before you re-enter play okay. so that kind of acts as our knockout effect okay. if you imagine in the books and the movies you get hit by one of these iron balls you fall or sure. <laughs> yeah. get taken out of the game for a bit so it mimics that the keepers obviously trying to stop people from scoring. Yeah. Um, they do have a couple of special privileges in what we call our keeper zone. So they're immune from bludger hits. Um, they're the only one that can um, goaltend, which is like stick their hand through a hoop to block a shot. Um, and then the other big question, I'll ask it for you. What is the golden snitch? Because we don't have the little gold flying ball that zips around. Sure. <laughs> So we actually have what we call a snitch runner. Okay. They are dressed in all yellow okay. with a tennis ball and a sock Velcroed to the back of their pants. Okay. So that itself is the snitch ball. Okay. And our seekers have to do whatever it takes to grab that from the snitch runner that ends the game and gives that team 30 points. So again, not the 150 that's in the books, but 30 points is a little more reasonable. Is the snitch runner then part of a team? Snitch or? runner is impartial. Okay, so essentially like an official would be... In Correct. Any, okay. Yeah. So you, then somebody has to participate in that role. Correct, okay. yeah. Which I know a lot of people have a lot of fun in that position. Um, Quidditch at the highest level is a full contact mixed gender sport. Um, it was named as one of the most inclusive sports by Vice so just recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the full contact aspect, especially from the snitch and seeker perspective, it's very fun to watch. Sometimes you'll have snitches that are quite aggressive and seekers kind of just go flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah okay. So, <laughs> yeah. How many, so how many people are participating on a side in so a game? Seven players on each team on the pitch at one time okay. when the seekers are out. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how... Um, Okay, so is that different than when you say the Seekers are out? Is there another Correct. time where you have less or more? Yeah, so for the first 17 minutes of the game, All the right. snitch is completely off Okay, off not, not in They're play. They're not in play. Okay. Um, so the snitch itself will come out at the 17-minute mark, and a minute after that, the Seekers are released to try and uh, catch the snitch there. Right. So games usually last around 20 minutes or so. Um, but the 18 minutes allows for that on pitch play to happen mm -hmm. before the snitch is out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what's a team cons what is a team consisted of? What if, if all things being equal, if you're at a tournament or whatever, how many would be on a team? On a team, our max roster is 21. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can have up to 21. Um, on the pitch itself, you would have your three chasers, one keeper, two beaters, and your seeker. Okay. Yeah. What, what would a what would a field like? What would a facility look like to host an event? We play wherever we can. Okay. <laughs> Ideally, um, an area that's the size of a, a soccer pitch. Okay. Um, our our Quidditch pitch is quite large. We do modify it a lot of times because we can't get space big enough. Mm -hmm. um, but if we have like a full size Quidditch pitch, it's about the size of a, a full soccer field. Okay. Um, is there a coach involved? Is there strat in terms of somebody who implements the strategy? Yes. Okay. There is a coach. Most of the times, because the sport is still quite young, mm -hmm. it is a playing coach. So. Most times okay. you will see coaches also on the pitch, um, which 
people are starting to move away from this year for World Cup. Team Canada actually has their first ever non-playing coach, which mm-hmm. will be super useful. So, Wow. Yeah. Um, L- Lauren Yee is our guest from the Calgary Quidditch Club. So skill development. Um, I mean, how do you develop the skills? How do you go about practicing? How do you go about preparing mm-hmm. for games? Yeah, so all of our teams practice at least once a week here in Calgary. Um, we have what we call development teams. So we have three of those in the city that are are practicing playing at a lower contact level. Um and then those three teams will feed into our competitive team. So okay. that's the one that will travel, go to events such as regionals, nationals, and whatnot. Okay. So they play at the full contact level. They have like an additional practice every week that, they, that these players will attend as well. Um, in terms of skill development... Anyone and everyone can come into this sport. I know I came into it from not having played sports for many, many, many years. And we also see people come into the sport that have played very competitive sport and still enjoy it as well. So you have a huge skill range, but we find people pick it up quite quickly um, and are able to kind of level the playing field pretty quick. Yeah. Right. What's the learning curve like? How long does it kind of take to pick up and become proficient? For sure. I would say, like, for most people, it only takes a couple weeks. The biggest hurdle is, again, running with that broomstick in between your legs. And Mm -hmm. that weirds a lot of people out. But once you get past that, it's pretty smooth sailing from there um catching and throwing one-handed is also like a big thing since you most times you're holding on to that broomstick okay it is possible to catch and throw with two hands but you have to make Still sure that broomstick yeah. is there right? yeah, yeah. so there's a couple of different ways people are able to do that um but yeah once people kind of get familiar with that aspect it's it's quite an easy game to pick up Lauren, how organized, because you've used the term regionals, nationals, (laughs) worlds, how organized is the sport right now? Yeah, for sure. So here in Calgary, the Calgary Quidditch Club itself is a registered nonprofit. Um, So we have our structure within the city Mm -hmm. and we fall under Quidditch Canada, which is our national organization. Okay. Um, And then I did mention World Cup. So we have an international Quidditch association as well. Um, This year at World Cup, it's over in Italy. We actually have some players flying out in the next week or so to go compete at World Cup. There's 29 teams, I believe, if I... 29 teams or 29 20, countries? 29 countries. 29 sorry. countries. 29 countries are participating in World Cup this year. Wow. Yeah. Where's the, so where's the strength then? I mean, if we go to the World Championships, who are the teams that are going to be at the top of the podium? Well, the past couple World Cups, the U.S. has dominated, except for in 2016. They did lose the gold medal match to Australia. Okay. Um, But up until that point, they had been undefeated completely. So um, those are definitely the top two teams to look out for. Canada usually does quite well as well. Usually at least top five. I think last World Cup, fourth place. Right. Um, And... Yeah, some other teams. I I don't know. I couldn't really say. They're all like doing really well. So and I think I guess the example I would give yeah. women's hockey, for instance, it's always Canada, the U.S. Right? Yeah, yeah. The World Cup, it's a it's a field of thirty-two. Could be one of twenty teams. So the Quidditch World Cup is. I mean, yes, the Americans are strong. Americans, Australians, but could be challenged by anybody really, or. 
Yeah, again, it's hard to say. There's okay. been two years since the last World Cup, so it will be really interesting to see how all the teams have developed, all the countries have developed. Hmm. Um, it's a lot of time. So no one really knows for sure, but we have a lot of new participants as well for mm. World Cup. Yeah. So again, we'll see what happens in, in the next couple of weeks here. What, I'm, what really gets me going here is the idea of starting something new. That mm. most of our traditional mainstream sports, you know, yeah. have been around, you know, a century or whatever. Yeah. And, and I defy people to tell me that, oh, wow, well, this is based on a movie. It, it's silly. Really? So strapping blades on your feet and chasing <laughs> a, a, fr- a frozen horse turd isn't crazy in some level? Like, it, it's all a matter of perspective. For sure. Tell me about growing. Tell me about how you see, or what you've seen to this point about how this sport has grown. Yeah, for sure. Quidditch, again, is is still quite young. Um, only being, well, it's less than 20 years old, yeah, right? Yeah. So, and here in this city, we've been playing for less than 10 years. Right. Um, but growth-wise, there's always been this steady incline. Mm-hmm. People always say that Quidditch is quite a unique sport, not only for, for what it comes from, right. um, but also the the community around it. People will come into the sport and say that it's one of the most like friendly, inclusive environments that they've ever been in. And I think that's super key um, to to maintain as we move forward. Because I know some people um, don't always feel welcome in traditional sports for whatever reason that there, may there be. There have been issues of no doubt. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So Quidditch is a, an interesting new sport that provides an avenue for honestly anybody to come into a sport because it's so young you don't need to have like the years of experience to to jump in and then be competitive right so you can come into this sport and play and excel and people of all walks of life can do that which is really awesome i I do want to make sure that you understand i'm not i'm not bringing i'm not trying to say things to be glib or funny how (laughs) how important is it to remain connected to the to the movies how important is and by that, I mean, do yeah. you see people who are not necessarily fans who are just attracted to the competition coming in and, and maybe having them? Well, we don't want to call it that anymore. We're going to call it this. I mean, oh, yeah. The name itself, Quidditch, is like a whole topic. I don't know a whole lot about behind like the scenes of the name. Mm-hmm. There's been talks about changing the name and breaking away from the from the fan base. But... Okay. I mean, I think it's important as well. Like, it's one of the things that brings people into the sport, provides that other avenue for people to to learn about sport through yeah. fiction, movie, pop culture, yeah. whatnot. So I, I think it's important to, to stick with that. I know other people would disagree. Um, but we do have people that come in being fans of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. That's their link into it. And they come from zero sport background come into the sport and love it um we have had people that have come to the sport never read the books never seen the movies they come into it because they love the sport for the sport yeah so it does it does appeal to all those different types of people um and i think because of that it's important to to use both those venues yeah Mm -hmm. um where do you see the growth where do you see the sport, let's say, in, in 10 years? 
Oh, that's a tough question. 10 years. I would, I would hope that it continues to grow mm-hmm. um, and maintain what it currently is, that inclusive um, environment, that welcoming community, mm-hmm. um, as well as providing um, a a really great challenging venue for sport as well. It's a good way to introduce people to team sports that might have never played before. And hopefully that is able to continue and we see more teams, more, more city organizations, more. Could you see in classrooms? Could you see it as a, could you see it as a, 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 a PE or a gym class? Yeah, for sure. Sport? We've actually gone into a couple schools. Um, we've been invited to come run gym classes for a handful of schools in the city. Um, I think that would be super awesome to see more of that yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. You've used the word inclusion a, a lot, and I, I'm yes. fascinated by that. What, what your opinion on why it's so inclusive? Why does this sport allow for, you know, not, not judgmental and, you know, kind of non-athletes or athletes yeah. or anybody? Yeah. I think it comes from its origin a lot. Um, okay. Again, maybe you have people that just like to read books and Mm -hmm. then they come into a sport which they normally never would have but hey this other person is the in the exact same boat so there's that aspect and then it's written into our rules as well we have a very inclusive gender policy so I mentioned that Quidditch is mixed gender it's it goes past co-ed so we allow our players to identify as whatever gender they they identify as on the pitch. Sure. Um, in our rule book, we are allowed a maximum of four people identifying as the same gender on the pitch at one time. Okay. Which again extends past that male female gender binary. Yeah. So for yeah. people that are exploring or are part of that environment as well or that community, for them it's also a really positive space to to be involved in. I I, I don't want to wish to use the term coldly at all, but is it a bit of a recruitment tool in that way? I mean, that that kind of progressive thinking isn't out there. I'm just wondering if someone is, you know, going through that internal debate themselves, looking for a home or looking for a sport that would accept them. It seems to me that 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 would be a big calling card. I mean, maybe. Sure, sure. It It might. It could could be, be, for sure. Um, We always push for that in, like you mentioned i've used inclusive a lot yeah and yeah, we, yeah. we push to maintain that environment yeah. in our sport um again for people from all walks of life to join and feel feel welcome so yeah, yeah i think it's very important i i should have asked this earlier but you just <laughs> used the term rule book a little while ago yes who established the rules and, and who who kind of I guess, oversees the rules. So that would be the International Quidditch Association. Okay, so there isn't Um, a Canadian rule book and an international... All the countries make, like, their amendments to the rule book that's put out by the international organization. Um, So what's the Canadian amendment? You have to apologize (laughs) after you score? What is it? You have to hug after every game, (laughs) which is actually pretty typical in Alberta, at least. Um, There's a couple amendments. A lot of it gets into nitty-gritty, like, contact rules and different things. It's The rule book's over 100 pages. It's crazy. Really? Oh, yeah. There's so many intricate rules I, so are you, Kel, are you who's officiating then because I asked you before about uh, yep. the golden snitch yep thank you you got um, it but is there <laughs> is there also officials involved there are so we in official games we have our head ref we have three oh I'm sorry if I get this wrong to anyone that's okay. a Quidditch player that's listening um, we have three assistant refs okay 
and one snitch ref okay. as well. So I guess that would be five officials. Wow. Um, we also have goal uh Goal refs, goal judge. judges yeah, yeah. on each side as well okay. um, to help say if goal's yeah. good or not. Um, Please tell me you don't have video review. I hate video review. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually something that is very, very new. I think at Nationals this year, they did use it. Really? Yes. Oh, wow, okay. Yes, don't quote me on that no, one. No, that's pretty okay. sure they did use it at least once at Nationals this year, but wow. it might have been like for the first time or, or it's, it's very new again. <laughs> uh, very pleased to be talking to Lauren Yee from the Calgary Quidditch Club. Uh, tell me a little bit about the culture. Um, are, are, is there a Connor McDavid of Quidditch? Is there, are there superstar players? I guess you could say there's, there's a couple like within Canada, there's definitely well-known Quidditch players okay. yeah. within the community. Um, it's largely focused around universities. So you have people that play at their university, maybe move back home or move somewhere for mm -hmm. a job, whatnot. So you do have movement throughout the country of these players. So some of them are well known just because they have played in a lot of different places. And then you have some that are very well known because they are very good Quidditch players. Again, yeah. we have um, Team Canada going out to Italy um, in the next couple of weeks here to play at World Cup. So a lot of those, those guys guys and gals and people that have made that team um their names are kind of you know you know them yeah yeah you yeah. know their names yeah, yeah. even okay. out here in the west where there's not a whole lot of them but yeah yeah we do have one of our calgary players going to join team canada so really? that's very exciting yeah oh, wow. yeah okay. and one of our calgary players is actually playing for team malaysia as well so oh that's okay yeah okay yeah it's so pretty exciting again i hope you understand where this question's coming from <laughs> Do, do you supply officials or golden snitches or anything like that to the worlds? I mean, is there opportunity for the people to do those jobs to go? Yes, there is for sure. They always have open call for volunteers in any of those positions. Yeah. Um, our head refs, assistant refs, snitch refs, and our snitches are actually all certified at that level. You do have to go through certain tests to be qualified to perform those roles at like that high level. You have to be certified. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So there is a program um, that we have implemented for, for those officials. Yeah. Are you, are you past the kind of the funny looks and the the odd questions i mean is, is, is it is it getting there i don't know if we'll ever get there i've been doing this in some capacity for about seven years yeah, now yeah. and we still have people like lurking behind bushes taking pictures of us they think that we can't see them but we we always see them <laughs> and it's always how do you fly what's the golden snitch so I mean, we're all used to answering those questions. We find it entertaining. So I don't know I, if it'll I, ever end. <laughs> I, I just, at some point, though, if you're having international competition, if you're having the organization, yeah. if you're certifying people to participate, mm -hmm. at some point, that stuff's got to just kind of get pushed to the background and it's got to be what it is. For right? sure. Which is a sport. In the community, it very much is that. It's it's no longer this fan thing. It is a legitimate sport right. within the Quidditch community. But I know outside of that, it's still kind of... Has it We're been, not really sure if it's a sport because it comes from this book. But. Has it been included <laughs> in anything? I mean, you know, I don't want to get to the Olympic question, but yeah. it strikes me a lot in the same vein as eSport. 
that you know we just saw eSport included in the Asian games here yeah. and now talk about maybe Olympic participation. Mm-hmm. And that was heresy two or three years ago, right? Yeah. It, has it been included or has it been part of you know some sort of multi-sport events anywhere? Right. Um, if I remember correctly... The Olympics in London. Yeah, there was a couple of teams that played some exhibition games sure. in court in like in tandem with that. Okay, um, I think there's like I don't know rumors about Olympic stuff, but I think that's more just people hoping maybe one day. Right, right. <laughs> Nothing that's like set in stone or anything. So it'd be really interesting to see it get to that level, but yeah. we might be a few years off from that. I, I know I asked you what the, the next 10 years are going to be like, but let me mm. ask you a different variation of that question. What would you like to see? How would you like to see it developed? How would, what, what levels do you want to see if it, you know, if you were For in charge? Sure. Yeah. Um, so here in Calgary, we're actually quite lucky to have, I mentioned like our three development teams. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually able to play regular games um in the fall and winter we have scheduled bi-weekly games within the city which you're playing indoors though right? indoors okay yeah, yeah thankfully yeah, okay. yeah um but that's very uncommon for quidditch um most times your only games come from tournaments where you have to travel to other cities and play a day of quidditch get a couple games in um i would really like to see what we have in calgary expand to other cities so that we don't have to travel these crazy distances just to play the sport that we all enjoy Mm -hmm. um there's an avenue to play it in your city regularly instead of every couple months uh it's hard to focus on practices when you don't get to play as often so i think that would be a really positive thing to see in the sport is um more city organizations um that push for the growth in their cities and not just uh nationally or or globally i mean that's super positive but you have to grow it local as well if i had to ask which position do you play i beat oh do you yes okay i do now, now, could you, could you, or have you played one of the other positions? Or I have actually always beat. Um, okay. I there's been a couple of times where I've like played chaser and games here or there just for fun. Yeah. Um, but beating is a little bit more of a mental game as well, which I really enjoy. So that's why I I usually stick to that position. Okay. Yeah. Lauren, how can we, how can we, somebody listens today and we'll call to action. How can they find you? When do they start? When, uh, sure. how do they get involved? Yeah. Um, so the best place to find any information you might be looking for is at our website. It's www.calgaryquidditch.ca. Um, you can also shoot us an email. It's just info at calgaryquidditch.ca. Um, all of our teams have Facebook pages. We have a Facebook page. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and whatnot. Um, all of our teams practice year round. Um, so you can always join up at a practice with them. They're all open to new members all the time. Even the university teams, you don't have to be a university student to join. Um, and then our youth team, um, we're just at the tail end of our program for the spring season, but we will be running another one in the fall. Okay. Um, we don't have set dates times or location for that yet but we will be running a fall program again for our youth section of folks um which has been super awesome to see there's not many youth programs yet in quidditch so we're really happy to have one in the city 